What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Earspace. Happy Monday to you. Hope your day is going fantastic. Hope everything is working out for you. On today's podcast, we get to know Wes Good. We talked about Dead Wolf. We talked about being in a band, navigating through life, how to ride a motorcycle, a bunch of stuff. Really good episode. Really great guy. I know you guys are going to definitely enjoy this one. The, uh, The song used on this episode is an unreleased, unfinished preview of a brand new Dead Wolf song called Rich. We're going to play a small snippet of it here in a second. And definitely be on the lookout for Dead Wolf. That's D-E-A-D-W-U-L-F. You can check out deadwolf.co. And also definitely go check out cyclepath.co. That is Wes's um, apparel company for like two-wheel stuff. And that's about it. Without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Wes Good. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Ear Space. Happy Monday to you. On today's podcast, we are joined by Wes Good. What's up, man? Welcome. How are you, man? Good, good. We were just having like a super fluid conversation, and then I like <laughs> start the podcast, and now now we're doing the podcast. Now it's official. We have to talk polite, dude. So I uh, <laughs> I was real curious. You rode here on a motorcycle. Yeah, I've never r- ridden a motorcycle before. Oh, dude, it's freedom. Um, what's it like? <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I like. I grew up like racing motocross and stuff, yeah. and then I got a nasty injury, and I that could put me off that what, world. What happened? I broke my back when I was in like oh, eighth grade. Fuck, man. So I'm like legally paralyzed. Jesus, dude. I guess they can't see the air quotes that I'm doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's no video, but air quotes. For, yeah, air quotes. Legally paralyzed. Yeah. Um, damn, dude. But yeah, so I like. Obviously, got out of that lifestyle, and then uh, I think it was when I turned 21, I bought a crotch rocket. Yeah, and I was ripping that around for a while. And I literally like the group of group of guys that I rode around with. I saw like two dudes passed away. Yeah, and one dude crashed so bad that he's like not even like the same. from like died from bike related. Yeah, yeah, so, damn, yeah. Dude. I mean, yeah. and it's just like on a crotch rocket. It's like, I mean, any any bike really. It's a bike can kind of, if you know what you're doing on a bike, you can kind of travel at a faster rate of speed and okay. still be as safe as a car because you can navigate and yeah, you can like fucking dip around and maneuver and a little bit better. Yeah. But at the same time, where a lot of the accidents happen is cars not anticipating mm. or cars over anticipating what's going to happen with a gotcha. bike. Um, like I saw this guy that has a has a motorcycle based co- podcast mm-hmm. and he does like YouTube videos. Oh, uh, cool, cool. He's got a video circulating right now, trying to teach people how to like react to motorcycles which realistically the best way to react to a motorcycle is not to react at all yeah because as a motorcycle i'm kind of like planning my route based off of how you're doing right and a lot of times when mistakes happen is when somebody like sees me in the rear view and then changes how they're driving Mm. because they see me that makes sense but uh and honestly like i've been filming a lot with my gopro on my chin yeah and uh 
I'm trying to save up right now for a decent mic setup so I can like start doing some like voiceover and shit. yeah, that's because awesome. uh, I started a brand last year called Psychopath. Oh, cool, dude! Um, it's just like clothing company. We're having a yeah an event, I guess, in June fifth near oh, Philly. Um, but I just want to like start a Psychopath page where I'm just like bullshitting, yeah, you know, yeah. and being informative because right. I think a lot of people really like lack the information they need. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know shit. I mean, all I know is like, if there's a guy on a bike behind me and I'm smoking a cigarette, is I like don't throw my cigarette out the window. <laughs> yeah, don't throw your cigarette out the window. Don't fucking clean your windshield when yeah, there's a bike yeah, behind you. Right, right. Um, don't slam don't your blow brakes. your goddamn grass shit. on the road. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Everybody, that's like the one thing around here. Like all the Mennonites, they just don't get it. Yeah, and you can go talk to them, and they just they still they, they just don't, don't understand. get it. So, but do you like? Do you ever ride behind a buggy? Uh, no, I try not to very long. Yeah, but even passing to, like, a buggy, fly through the poop and stuff. Yeah, that'd be dangerous. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no fun to ride behind them, but also like passing them is just as sketchy because right. the horses have like blinders on. Right, right, right. So once you get beside them, a lot of the times they skits out. Like a bunch of my buddies were riding. I never thought in a big that. group. I think like two, three weeks ago, and the whole pack was riding by them. And then halfway through the pack, the buggy freaked out. The horse freaked out and turned right into the pack. Took no out four bikes. Shit, damn, dude. And of course, like nobody hit the buggy. Yeah, but which means that the buggy's now not liable because of Pennsylvania state law. If there's no, damn. if there's no impact, then yeah, you know. So now it's just all on them. But fuck, what's uh, damn, like what? Like besides, I I really don't know much, or to, next to nothing. Like what different precautions can you take besides like the obvious like you know viewing the road and, and taking into account all these different things but like just like clothing wise you know what i mean like you're, you're wearing pants like i've seen people for the most part wear like like leather is good yeah i mean dress for the slide not the ride gotcha you know and like sometimes it's uncomfortable but yeah and honestly like a lot of the times i wouldn't like i wrote in a t-shirt today a yeah. lot of times i'd be wearing some type of vest or overcoat gotcha just to stop I mean, even bugs. Yeah, that's what your yeah, chest you mentioned sucks. that before we started. Like, yeah, but I mean, it, boots are yeah. essential in yeah. my opinion. Uh, back when I had my Sportster, I used to like <clears throat> do the whole shorts and and shoes thing, and I don't know. It seems gnarly. I've seen too many YouTube videos of like yeah. reasons why you just dress for the slide, not the ride. Yeah, <laughs> and my, I'm a full face guy too now. I used the, to not uh, wear a helmet. Helmet. Yeah. Gotcha. And now I don't know. I. I won't go anywhere without my helmet now. I love right. it. Right. Yeah, I, the bugs and all that other stuff seems. There's cicada season this mm-hmm. year. Imagine oh, one of, you hit one of those going like 60 miles an hour. Oh, dude, I've hit a bird straight to my no chest. No shit. Gnarly. Straight. Did it like explode? I'm like, I'm like riding and then all of a sudden I'm just like, ah. Fuck, ah. dude. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't fucking breathe. Yeah, that's, that's a big uh, thing to hit with your body going fast. Yeah, it was like a big crow. My buddy Brian that was on the podcast last night. Um, he told this story, but I'll tell it to you because you can probably appreciate it. But he got he got into an accident. Jeez, this was a couple years ago. Um, but he like I don't remember exactly what happened, but he doesn't really remember like what happened. He was just like there was a flash of him like in the air, and like I think his shoes fell off hmm. somehow, and like his key from the bike like got stuck in his knee. Jeez, like and. Uh, he like did like a he like flipped over the car and shit, and it was fucking crazy. That's but somehow wild. or another, you know, he I think he wasn't 
he was wearing a helmet or he wasn't. I don't remember what it was. But it, whatever the scenario was, which I shouldn't really tell a story if I don't know the whole thing. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's your story now, so you just yeah, make right? it how you need yeah. to. Yeah, <laughs> and then, like, fucking there was, like, dragons and shit. And, like, my dad used to uh, ride. I remember he told me stories about going, like, you know, cross country back in like the seventies and shit. Mm. Him and his him and his uh his dad, my grandpa, they I remember they um it's like story once they were trekking across somewhere and, and they went to camp for the night and they pulled off, it was completely dark and they just stopped and you know, lay down or whatever. And then when they woke up they were like on the edge of like a fucking cliff. Like oh, but they wow. couldn't fucking see because it was so <laughs> dark. Like they could have just fucking flew That's over awesome. it. Like it's gnarly, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely want to do the cross country thing. Yeah. I think like sometime I'd like to get like a like a dual sport enduro bike and do the Trans America Trail. Okay. So it's like uh I don't know exactly. I don't want to like I don't want to say like where it starts and ends cuz I don't actually know. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's it's like a all dirt road mapping. Okay. That you can take like from one side of the country to the other. That's neat. But I think that'd be like a really cool thing. How, to do. how you do like good gas mileage on a motorcycle? Um, I mean, I don't know. Like my bike's pretty sporty for a yeah. Harley. Like it's kind of like a, you know, yeah, it's a race car. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, so mine probably not so much. Especially if if I'm riding alone, I'm like not very responsible. Gotcha. I, guess. I don't know. I like if I'm riding Allegedly. with a group of people, I'm yeah. like very like hyper aware i'm paying attention to what they're doing i'm paying right. attention to what the cars are doing in front of me right, right i feel responsible for everybody that's riding with me but if i'm alone and it's not that i don't think when i'm riding alone i don't know i just uh just in like a fucking fuse state like a you're yeah just like, i'm yeah i'm kind of in a flow state and i yeah. just uh i guess i'm a little bit riskier but I feel calculated in the moment. Yeah. Like, dude, on the ride here, I mean, I can't even say some of the things that I did. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I did them flawlessly. Right, right. But in a pack, I never right. would have done anything like that. Right. Like, I was probably... Yeah, that'd be dangerous. Probably triple digiting a few times here on the Sheesh. way here, So, You but live far away from here? I live in Mount Gretna. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, like, right outside of Mount yeah, Gretna. Yeah, yeah. So. It's beautiful out there. Yeah, dude, I love it. I mean, and that's, like, what got me... So, like, I got the crotch rocket thing. And then I saw all that stuff happen on my friends. I ended up trading it in on a Sportster. Yeah. And honestly, I, I rarely rode my Sportster. I didn't ride it that much. I don't know. I just like got out of it. And uh, I got super into mountain biking. Mm. Probably like, I don't know, five, six years ago. Maybe right. more than that. Time flies these days. Um, But that's actually like what kind of got me back into the whole two-wheel culture gotcha. in general. It was just I started mountain biking just for fitness because... I could never do the gym thing back then. I couldn't yeah. get motivated. It's fucking boring too. Oh my gosh. I mean, I do it every day now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like pretty good with it, but yeah. I needed to find something to convince myself to work out. So right, I was just right. like if I just like do something really fun. Yeah. And it's also and like the the great thing too with with like running or like biking like in like in you know, out in the nature or whatever. Is like if you go super fucking far away, like you have to come back. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> oh dude, <laughs> like, trust me. I did like a I think it was two years ago. So I like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I like, I'm, I'm fairly sober now in my mm -hmm. life, but yeah. I still like I'll microdose on psilocybin here and there. And okay. I go, I go through stints where I'll do that for extended periods of time. Definitely want to unpack that. Um, but yeah, continue. no, I, I love that shit. Um, and I like, I would say that I actually 
am a, an actual medicinal user of mm. marijuana now. Like, I'm not you. like, he me and smoke a blunt. You yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. I, I still do that on occasion. You got like a like, one-hitter or some shit? Um, I mean, I'm a, I'm mostly a joint guy, gotcha. honestly. But uh, gotcha. I'm just like, like right now, and I go through, I'm like a very phasey person. So mm. I go through this phase and this phase. So like okay. right now my phase is... I go to the gym every morning. Yeah, do my day. I don't. I'm, I don't touch weed or anything until at least like six or seven yeah. p.m. Yeah, until yeah. after dinner, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was. Uh, how do we even break into that? How did we start talking about? Um, I got lost. <laughs> yeah, we, somehow we went from mountain biking to the gym to pot. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you were talking I, about being in phases, and then yeah, I, th- you, I, somehow... I think maybe it was that. You the mountain biking got me into like psilocybin riding. Oh, what? Yeah, so you you microdose and then you ride the bike. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good time. Yeah, and and that's that's cool for me too because um, like with with fitness stuff, like like mountain biking, I can do like a three four hour ride. Okay, and I'm not really into my flow state until like almost an hour into it or okay. something like that. And with psilocybin. You get there, and by the third crank of your pedal, interesting. Yeah. Flow state. Do you like <laughs> grind it up and like fucking mic- like? How do you microdose? Do you eat like a, a cap, or do you like powderize um, it and put it in capsules and do that whole thing? That's I like doing that. Yeah, better. Yeah, um, you can measure it more, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It really just depends on yeah. what I have on hand. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know. Typically, for me, it also depends on you know who and where you get the product from every true. every batch is different but <clears throat> true uh for me typically anywhere from like 0.4 to 0.7 okay it's like a really good like half hour before the ride yeah. take that and pop right on into it Did, i feel like we i feel like i diverted uh, somewhere from where i was actually was actually going but this is all re- relevant 100%. anyway so <laughs> yeah i, I want i wanted to ask you about the 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 microdosing and whatnot anyway so do you ever consider like growing your own mushrooms it seems like um, it's not like an incredibly hard thing to do. I mean, I honestly, I like, yet I don't do it. You know I tried mean? my hand at it back in like high school. Yeah, and get like I don't a spore know. kit. For me, it's just like, like with mushrooms and marijuana, it's just like I actually use them in such a medicinal manner. Yeah, that it's just like, I'm not the guy. Gotcha. To grow that gotcha, for myself, gotcha, gotcha. I feel like I don't I gotcha. know. I mean, like I've had my hand in that and i've had my hand in like just like oh i found a seed let's put it in the ground and see what happens right right um but nothing sustainable understood and i don't think i would want to be the guy that does that for myself (laughs) yeah i guess i mean like the the positive would be that you know exactly where it's coming from and you can yeah you know yeah know all that aspect of it but then also you gotta like fucking make put time into it and then you may be tempted to you know i I get like mushrooms now i think i get too like (laughs) Like, uh, I had some plants a couple years ago. I can't even remember when it was. Um, I got so, like, emotionally invested in them. Mm. And t- when they, like, failed, I felt bummed. miserable. Yeah. Dude. They're like I, living creatures. And it's yeah. just like, I have actual great marijuana right here yeah, I can right, smoke. But right. I'm so bummed about this plant that I was, like, putting my energy into. Yeah. Sure enough, them damn bugs got it, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, plants <laughs> are, you know, do you think this is a real plant? Do I think it is? Well, I mean, that's a stupid question. I there's guess there's no the there's no windows in here. It's a fake dying plant. Like the edges of it are like brown, so it looks like I haven't like been diligent with watering it. 
Well, well I mean, that's the real. most realistic form, probably. It's so fucked. Yeah, because if it's, like, perfect, people are like, yeah, it's fake. Yeah, right. Genius. Yeah, I think I literally only would have been able to answer that because of the windows. Yeah, true. There is no windows in here. Cool. There is a window, like, behind this, oh, really? this thing, but um, I've been asking for years, and they keep saying no. I want to fucking... I was like, yo, I'll knock it down. I'll, I'll get someone to come in here or whatever. I'll do it. Put, like, proper window in here, you know? It'd be so nice to know what it's like outside, yeah. but it's cool in here because it's like, it's like a time capsule. Like hours can pass, and you're like, there's no. It could be raining outside, it mm -hmm. could be a blizzard. You have no fucking idea. Yeah. But also, part of it's like just for me, the one that's in here the most, is it's it kind of gets a weird sometimes. Oh yeah, I mean that's like in Stinger. Like when we built Stinger, obviously yeah. there's no windows in there too because gotcha. fucking recording studio, right? Um, and I remember like we. We built Stinger, and I was, like, pumped about it. I was, like, doing decent at that time, so I was, like, yeah. feeling bougie. So I went to this, like, plant store. I got a bunch of plants. Yeah. Like, not even thinking that I don't have windows, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I put them in there, and I'm, like, watering them. Yeah, yeah. And they're just dying. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> oh, and I shit. called the store. Yeah. Because I got, like, two nice bonsai trees. Oh, yeah. I called the store. I'm, like, I can't figure out why. Like, I'm doing everything you keep oh, telling me to do, dude. and these plants are dying. And they're, like, are they getting the right sunlight? And I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm literally, like, in the studio looking around. And I'm just, like, you know? I may have overlooked a simple factor here. <laughs> oh, um, fuck, man. And I did, yeah. I had to bring them all home. And then <clears throat> now our house is starting to fill up with plants. Yeah. Which is, That's nice, I though. like it. I want to have, like, a jungle yeah. inside my home. Yeah. But. Yeah, I, I would like that as well. We had a bunch of plants at the house. And then we, we got these these kittens showed up one day. <laughs> and uh, now the, the plants are all d destroyed. And we got to only put some plants inside and oh because they go after them yeah and they fuck yeah. them up and yeah no but um i well, i want to definitely ask you about like the music side of stuff so oh, I, yeah, yeah. i'm trying to remember like this is going to be tangent after tangent after oh tangent. yeah that's how my brain works fly all around <laughs> um i remember the last time that i saw you i believe we smoked a joint on top of the parking garage during launch allegedly allegedly <laughs> uh we ate some pretzels or some shit um but I don't know when I met you at all. I was, I'm trying to, like, remember that with more people. I feel like there's so many people that I, like, kind of know or, like, seen around or maybe I've hung out with mm -hmm. a couple times or whatever. But, like, if your name came up, I'd be like, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. But, like, I have no fucking idea, like, how I met you. No, I know. And I feel like... I think I've been to your house before. Which? Like, the one like I a barn? Some, probably my like parents' house. mad long ago. Yeah, it was probably my parents' house. And there was this guy there that had a Jetta that had like a huge fucking engine in it. And I forgot his name, but I used to hang out with him. Jetta with uh, a huge engine. Like the green one? His name started with a C. Um, I'm trying to remember. This was mad long ago. Um, I believe I was there with like Kyle Cater. Okay. And you and this other guy. Caleb, not Caleb. Oh man, he just randomly like liked one of my like Facebook statuses or some shit, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like blast from the past. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I so bad with like pinpointing. I'm not I'm sure. Not, I'm not good with memories either, but like, and I feel like in the Lancaster, like, I don't know. I relate everything back to the music scene. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. We're all like in the same place at the right. same time at some point. Right. We all like meet each other in passing. True. Like 15 times before True. we actually like are like, oh hey, right. it's like. We're we're friends, 
Hi. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> What's going on? There's man? a lot like, of like the, the metal scene and shit too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm not 100%. a Jetta with a big engine. Yeah. Like it had like a, <clears throat> like a, I went, he took us in a ride in it and it was the fastest I've ever been. I mean, my one buddy had a VRT, but he. Uh, Maybe it wasn't a Jetta. I just think it was. was. Yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering if that was back when my brother had his Audi, because that thing was built. Did he have like a an engine thing like coming out the top of it, the hood? Mm-mm. I might just like you know memories are kind of maybe weird. it was a dream. Yeah, maybe it never <laughs> happened. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, so I guess I don't know. I met you at some point or another, but you said Stinger Studios. I've never been there before. Yeah, that um, would have been on that farm. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's on Google because I, I just put the studio on Google and Stinger Studios popped up. And I was oh, like, really? Oh, that's, still on uh, Google. that's your thing. Yeah. So I actually, I mean, I dissolved <laughs> that business years ago. Gotcha. I mean, it never really, I mean, long story short, without getting into like the ugly sides of everything, mm. I pretty much, uh, like, so Frankie, like, yeah, yeah. you did a podcast episode with him. Yeah. Um, Frankie Davis. He, he was doing recordings in like, this shitty ass barn in Mannheim. Yeah. And that's back when uh when Medusa's Disco was Seeds. I gotcha. guess he did their first album there. Oh shit. Okay. Um and I was I was friends with him and stuff. And I think this was like around the time, probably just after From Under the Willow had started. Okay. Um and I was just sitting in with him while he was doing that album. Yeah. I was just like, dude, this dude's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he yeah. just like is in a barn that has no insulation and like right you hear every car going by and right like i don't know it's just like he had the talent but uh not the facilities right right so then i was just like well we can do something here yeah and uh we moved him out of that barn into my my parents barn gotcha so same setting a little bit more insulation one step closer um and that's when I had found Stonewall Vessels. I was at a show at the Chameleon, and I saw them playing, and, like, D just fucking yeah. did the D thing and captivated the shit out of right, me. I'm like, right. oh, man, I'm like, this, who is this? Yeah. You know, this is so sick. Yeah. Um, And then I went, me and Frankie went and approached them. We're just like, hey, like, you guys need to do an album. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we've been thinking about it. I'm like, no, you need to do one. Yeah. Like, now. Right, right. And they're just like, yeah, well, we just don't got the means, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I went home and smoked about it, and I was just like, well, me and Frankie are trying to start this new brand. This band's trying to, like, do their thing. Just like, why don't we just, like, well, I'll just suck it up. Yeah. We'll just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no money in, no money out. Right. Just, we'll just Make figure it, it out. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, the Stone, so, Colors by the Stonewall Vessels is really how Stinger Studios started. That's crazy, man. Um, And that was a really cool experience. I mean, that yeah. was the first album we ever did. That's wild. And then... uh. And you're you were engineering on this or like what's, no, what's your I'm, like? I mean, I I can do like some engineering. Yeah, I just hate it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm more of like a I'm in the studio in those senses. I was more of mainly just like management, mm. making sure that it's like okay, this day we're gonna do this. Gotcha. This day we're gonna do this. Like you're like an acting producer. In the yeah, way that it, and then also like you know throughout the process, throwing out creative ideas and stuff gotcha. like that and. And more so, I'm just like a very, I mean, I, de- I debatably have some like, you know, mental things, you mm-hmm. know, I'm definitely like very OCD mm-hmm. um, and very particular. So I think I'm just like very articulate. And when I hear something, it's just like, like, and that's what I love about Frankie is me and Frankie can sit in a room 
with tons of a slew of different artists. Yeah. And we'll hear something and everybody else is like, we don't hear it. And me and Frank are like, we hear it. Yeah. We'll fix it. Like That's cool. Yeah. Doing this last album, the Dead Wolf album, yeah. um, it was just me, Frankie, and Aaron Gillespie in a room. Okay. So for for both me and Frankie, like he was a big influence growing up, you know. Yeah. Know, Under Earth and all that. Um so him being in the studio, it's just like we're kind of stuck between like being ourselves and like mm. I don't know. You know, like that vibe when you're yeah graced by a presence that yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. is like bigger than yourself. I get but, that, uh, man. I've had some meetings here where I was like, haha, yeah, like uh, yeah, oh you've done that. Oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah. Like, what yeah. up, dude? Oh yeah, you go. Oh, I got a Grammy too, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I don't. But. No, but there I can't tell you how many times on that record that we're like working on stuff. Yeah. And like Frankie's like, Hold on, something's not right here. And yeah. Aaron's like, No, it's fine. Just keep yeah. moving. And on, and then Frankie will be like, No, do you hear this? And I'll be like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta read Attention that. to detail is key. And man. Aaron was just like, I don't hear nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. But every time, second time through it sounded better. So proof's in the pudding, I guess. But yeah. He's he's super articulate too. And I think uh Dude, like I suck at working on music with people, but mm. I can do it with Frankie. I don't know why. It's very powerful, man. Like I uh I'm in the process right now of like trying to not necessarily like partner up with somebody and not also like hire ultimately what i need is like i need another engineer but i'm i'm i can work with artists so much better that i can work with like other engineers mm-hmm. on projects i'm trying to like get over that you know what i mean because i'm yeah. very particular about well stuff. dude and engineers are hard too because and this is honestly like a lot of the struggles that i think like so frankie did a lot of the pre pre like the pre-production and helped with the writing of yeah. the dead wolf album um because literally like i just don't i don't know i don't trust a lot of people and i feel like me and him have been working with each other for so long that i can explain half of an idea yeah and he'll just finish my sentence and it's like okay this is actually what was inside of my head perfect let's move on that's powerful um but when aaron came into the process for production the the original plan was for me to fly out to albuquerque and we were supposed to work in a studio with another engineer Mm -hmm. um I don't remember all the comings and goings of what happened, but I think Under Oath got like a bigger tour. Mm. So the album got pushed back. Mm. And then we we're just like, oh, like I was FaceTiming Aaron the one time and I was in my studio. He's like, yo, where the fuck are you? I'm yeah. like, I'm in my studio. He's like, you have a studio and we're about to book a studio in Albuquerque. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. yeah, but I didn't think this was like, yeah, he's like, dude, show me around. Yeah. And then he was just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm coming there. Yeah. We're just going to do it there. I'm right. like, well, what about like the engineer you had hired and blah, blah, blah. He's yeah. like, well, who's that guy? Yeah, right. I'm like, well, that's Frankie. You yeah. know, <laughs> he's like, he's like, can you get Frankie to just be an engineer? I'm yeah. like, I'll try. You yeah. know, because Frankie's like a very, I don't know. We're both very stuck in our ways, and like, yeah. we just want to do things our way. Right, right. So right. I think that was really hard. I think that process was really hard for him mm. to kind of like, like take it back a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, take it back a little bit. Yeah. Kind of try and try and bite his tongue a lot of the times and just do the work. Yeah. But and honestly, like we had. Me and Frankie had a lot of arguments during that process. Frankie and Aaron had tons of arguments during that process. Yeah. But outcome based, I wouldn't have had it any different way. Yeah, like the I music's mean, good, man. Yeah. So and like even again, like if I could do and I don't know, I think possibly Frankie and Aaron both wouldn't want to. Mm. But I would I do would it do again. it the exact same way. Yeah. Because I don't know. I think it just worked. Every time that we thought Every time that Aaron thought Frankie shouldn't speak and Frankie spoke on something, mm. it was valid. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. just, I, and I guess too, it's a lot of Aaron just not knowing his repertoire, mm. you know, but 
How'd y'all like all meet each other? What do you mean? Like Which? how'd you meet Frankie? And how'd you meet Aaron? Like so, Frankie. I guess I met Frankie because I used to be in a band. I used to play drums in a band called Pirate versus Sailor. Okay. Way back in the day, it was like a math rock post hardcore type thing. Um, and I I think that they had a show in that barn, that original mm-hmm. barn that that Seeds recorded in. Gotcha. Um. And I don't know. I think I I think I met him there. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't remember meeting him there. Hmm. I'm told that's where I met him. There's some barns in Mannheim that I, I was in a band forever ago that practiced in a barn in Mannheim. It was on a farm. It was uh David Wogelmouth. Wogelmouth. Yeah, 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 it was his, his barn. Yeah, that's right up, right yeah, up the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a trip. Small yeah. world. So David's actually yeah. the guy with the VRT. Oh no shit! Yeah, the green VRT. I back haven't in the seen day. that guy in like ten years. I think oh. he lives in the city, right by. Uh, no shit! I doubt he. I wonder if he even remembers me. Oh, I'm sure he does. I got. I got to reach out and say what up. He's a good dude. He, He's uh, that cool. He runs a really, <clears throat> really busy uh, PDR company. Oh, word. So he's like, he's an artist with yeah. with dents and cars. He's really good. Yeah. But I think yeah, I think he lives like right near Telus somewhere. Huh. Nice house in the city. That's so. cool. But yeah, so uh, Frankie, you met him at. I think, think? I, honestly, I don't remember. I mean, I could have met him at Slewpace. I could have met him at that barn. Yeah, I guess we just had this kind of conversation earlier. How we met each other, like I don't know, you guys yeah, just I don't met know. at some point. I'm, I'm so bad at that. <laughs> like, there's very few people where I can think yeah. like the exact moment that I like. Right. And there's also like meeting and like, you know, you know how you like see somebody and you're like, I'm gonna be a part of that person's life. Yeah. Like not even like in like right, obviously right. my wife. I remember the moment that I saw her. Yeah. You know. Um. I have that with D. D. I remember. No, seriously. I can I can close my eyes right now and I can see I was standing right beside the sound booth. Yeah. Or no, no, no. I was standing right beside the light booth on the second floor of the chameleon. Yeah. And I, well, no, wrong. I was standing outside. Yeah. And then I heard his voice. Okay. So Went I came inside. in. Nice. And then I was like, oh shit, who's yeah, this yeah. guy that kind of sounds like the dude from Kill Switch Engage, but yeah. he's also like singing in this like. He's yeah. also got that like little Anthony Green vibe. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I saw him like he was. We were at like a campfire, and I was, I was like, that guy looks really cool. He's mm-hmm. like, everyone likes to talk to that guy. I want to be friends with that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think we all kind of do that. We like, yeah, pre-choose who yeah. we're gonna like attempt to make our friends. It's weird. Know? But uh, I can't. I really can't remember when I saw Frankie. Yeah, I don't know. He was just part of your life. He was just kind of there. Yeah, I remember. I think it would have been around the barn days because he had this like old Civic mm. that he had like a six sound system in and yeah. would rip around and cause a ruckus in Mannheim. <laughs> and uh, we might have like started working on his car or something. So technically, so From Under the Willow was mm. actually a project. I don't know what they called it, but Caleb Lehman and Frankie started a little project together. Mm-hmm. And I guess Frankie wanted to get me involved. And it's kind of like, it makes me sound like such a dick. I mean, I guess I was probably a pretty big dick back then. But uh Frankie like brought me the project and I, I just like was feeling parts of it, but not really. Mm. And uh at the time I think I told him, I'm like, yo, you should like you should just go do some acid. <laughs> and like try and like I was like, I feel like you're doing everything very systemically. Mm. And like I feel like the roots of like the creativity are here, but you need to like let it go. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I'm like, you go do acid and then like rewrite the song. Yeah. 
And then I, I think that technically is the song that became the first from under the willow song ever. But by the time we were done with that song, like n- neither Frankie or Caleb were in the band anymore. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so like Frankie stayed as like writing and production. Yeah. You know what I mean? Throughout up until we started working with Ricky yeah. with from under the willow. But, uh, I don't know. I, it's such a weird history between me and him. Right. But what about Aaron? Uh, Aaron. So Aaron was kind of like a, I guess, a repercussion of, I don't want to call it like a falling out between me and Ricky, but it was more mm-hmm. like me and Ricky did the first. So me and Frankie did the first EP for From Under the Willow, but mm-hmm. Ricky kind of came in halfway through that EP okay. and helped us revamp things. Yeah. Um, and I just loved working with Ricky. Yeah. So then the next album of From Under the Willow, me and Luke and, and Ricky and Frankie kind of sat down and wrote that all out together um, with Ricky doing full production. And then Ungrateful Misguided would have been the second full length. Um, and that was pretty much just me and Ricky because at that time, the previous lineup of From Under the Willow had completely left. Gotcha. Um, so then I had that band. So then this band literally moved up here from Nashville. Mm. I can't even remember what their name was. Um, to work with Ricky. Word. And I met them two weeks before I went into Atrium to do Ungrateful Misguided. Gotcha. And we all just like clicked. Yeah, yeah. And they became the, like, literally, I was like, yo, I'm going to record this album in 10 days. Do you guys want to like do it? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? And like, we'll just vibe on it. And yeah. they were like, yeah. That's perfect. So that became that lineup, the Ungrateful Misguided <laughs> lineup. And then uh, something happened. I mean, lots of things happened. Like we did a bunch of touring for no pay you know mm. what i mean yeah a lot of i guess f- for me looking back on it, it was some of the best times of my life but i think it was pretty taxing mm. on a lot of those guys in the situations um just long drives long hours and long long time away from their home that they're struggling to pay for and, yeah right, and, right you know it's the music thing right um but we came back from that we were on ci at the time mm. and it was right before launch i think and like uh, what year frame are we in here? I think like, we're what, in like 2015, 15, 15, I think 20, 2015 or 2016. Okay. Cause I think ungrateful misguided came out 2015. Okay. So that would make this launch of 2016. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so right before launch, we just got in a bunch of arguments. I wanted to, we got a tour offer. Mm-hmm. I wanted to accept the tour. We weren't going to get paid. It was an exposure thing. It probably would have been great. I want to say it was a, I want to say it would have been one of the last Texas in July tours. Mm. Um, Damn. That would have been cool. But yeah, we got offered no pay, you know, typical Jeremy Weiss thing. Um, And they didn't want to take it. Jeremy convinced me to just take it anyway. Mm. So I accepted the tour. Like on all of your behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just knew it was going to be good. Right. Um. And then they're like, yeah, no, we all quit. Damn. So, and mind you, this is four and a half, this is like four and a half days before, before launch. Oh, fuck, dude. And then it would have been, so after you launch. You guys would have been performing launch as well. Yeah, yeah. We were, I think, I, can, I can't remember who was headlining, but we were, we were like third support on main stage Chameleon. Yeah. For launch on a Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, that would have been a great show. So it was, oh, well, so I played alone. You played by yourself? Yeah. I did. Do you, do you play all the instruments? No. Do you like one man band it? Yeah, I literally rolled a rolled a computer <laughs> on stage. Shit you not, dude. No, really? I rolled a computer on stage. Yeah. 
uh it was there's two bands before us like full bands yeah so like going up there alone was like the oddest energy that you what could did bring you into the room what did you tell me how you did this i don't know man <laughs> what did you have like pre what did you have on the computer well so so literally four days before they quit yeah so i called grant and carson right away i'm like look uh i got a show yeah. in four days my whole band quit Fuck, man. so i need to completely i need i need these stems i need yeah. these stems i need to be able to have you know i need to be able to have channels of the drums channels of this right. channels of this that i can send to the house so thank god they were i think carson was just like yeah dude, just shoot me 100 bucks yeah i'm like oh, thank god yeah you right i mean so i think i shot him some money and he got me the whole album yeah. and the stems that i needed nice and i set that project up and i literally just rolled and a rolling you did rig. The vocals for it huh you did the vocals yeah gotcha yeah so uh all the instruments were just backtracked yeah it's like a like a rapper yeah i literally went up there i was like hey so um it's ballsy though we're not from under the willow i guess (laughs) Um, i wish i could have seen that show man i'm just gonna like yell at you guys for a little bit yeah might suck but maybe you get the opportunity to like actually listen to lyrics this time you know yeah right right um i don't know it was like did you do you did you feel good about it like in the it sounds like a fucking nightmare in the moment i I was like sweating yeah like it was not it's a way different thing oh my gosh yeah Yeah. i mean it was it wasn't that comfortable it wasn't like extremely uncomfortable you know what i mean you're still performing but like yeah i think once i got through like the first song yeah and realized that people were like people were still moshing yeah you know what i mean people were still singing the songs yeah ultimately you still have the once i got through that i was just like all right i can do this you know what i mean but then i got off and i didn't do the typical launch thing where i like you like go around i go and drink and hang out and party with people i literally was just like i think i'm just gonna go home yeah you know right plus it sucked because i literally like my band breaks up with me you know and then i'm on stage and i see my band in the crowd (laughs) fuck man i mean so that was just like i didn't know whether to be pissed or like i think in some ways i was like oh this is kind of cool that's weird they came to watch you know yeah (laughs) that is an interesting dynamic yeah but I mean, props to you for for making it work, though. You know, maybe you know. I mean, maybe I'm not sure if it's props to me or like fuck his pride. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I mean, somewhere you know. between that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't remember. It was a. I I do remember it was a big headliner. I don't I don't remember who it was. It was launched, so it probably wasn't that big. Probably someone. Someone. It was somebody. In 2016. I want to say it was like Beartooth or something, but I don't think they ever played launch. I have no idea. Something something of that caliper. Calip, caliber. Launch was a fun time for me in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had some good times. I met some good people. The last, not this year, because obviously COVID fucked everything up. The last time I somehow or another got like a table where they, they do like the mentoring thing. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there next to... um Ricky uh, Armelino, mm-hmm. is that how you say his name? And I was like, I don't fucking belong here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he was, like, talking about some shit with, like, this guy. And I was, like, sitting down with an artist, like, talking about stuff. And, like, my description was literally just, like, I run a recording studio that's, like, profitable. And therefore, like, that's a good thing because it was, like, it was dumb, dude. I mean, it's more I had a lot to say, say. <laughs> but, like, I was just sitting there and I was like, wow, like, I really don't belong here. Like, this is, like, really nutty. And he was like, we were ta- we chopped up for a little bit. And I was like, you're like doing cool stuff. Yeah. You know? No, launch, launch was always cool. I mean, 
I don't know. I'm kind of like jaded to like anything yeah. CI related. Yeah, but, I feel um, you. I'll tell you what though. Um, well, eh, maybe not. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. forget. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's, it's yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. No, I yeah. I used to coach soccer with Jeremy. Oh yeah. Our teams would compete because he like coached soccer for like his daughter's team. Did your team kick his team's ass? And I coached, or I uh, assistant coached for my my, my sister's team. I believe we beat them a couple yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's a trip, man. Dude, I uh I got pee really bad. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'm we can take a break. Take I, quick I break literally here. know where I stopped in the meeting, Aaron story. So we're good. Oh right, gotcha. <laughs> fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. We are going all over. Tangent, the place. dude. Yeah, Tangent yeah, yeah. city. Here, I'm gonna. I'll be right back. Do you actually? Do you have a water bottle? Yeah. Fuck. I got a little one. Soul sick. I uh, I got. I get big water bottles, and then people don't finish them and leave them all around. Oh, dude. And I'm a. Water I'm a chugger, dude. Fucking drink like twelve of them. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's like my least favorite thing is like, like you know in Signs, like the girl, it's like it's in, it's contaminated. The movie Signs. Yeah, like the girl doesn't drink the water because it's contaminated. I don't oh, dude, I swear every time me, Josh, and Caleb go to the cabin, there's just like water bottles laying everywhere with like this much in it. I'm just like, who the fuck, who did it? Now, it's just me. We're gonna change the podcast, and we're gonna talk about pooping. I like to poop at least twice a day in the morning before I go to the gym. You can tell a lot about how you're doing by what your poop looks like. You can tell a lot about your stress levels, your diet, your hydration, your fitness. You can tell a lot about how your day is going to go. I like to sit on the pooper and play Sudoku or maybe some chess or some pool on my phone. Get my mind moving, you know. I can tell if I have a nice quick game of Sudoku that I'm going to have a good day. That means my mind's firing on all cylinders. But if I have a bad game, sometimes it throws my my whole day off. Oh, dude. Got to do the wake-up spritzer. I've been here explaining to people how I, I, I judge my day based off my bowel movement and my game of Sudoku in the movement or in the morning. Twice a day before the gym, bud. I'm, uh, I'm once once a day in the morning, and I did not poop today, and it's kind of oh, fucked see, my fuck whole thing up, up, dude. That can fuck you up. I know. And I, men- I, mentally too, dude. Like, cause you, and I walked here, about it. super hungover. I only live like a mile away. It's so it's not bad, but like, I woke up and was like, oh fuck, I have to be at the studio at ten. I don't have time to like. I'm real weird about shitting. I'm like, I want to be like comfortable mm-hmm. about it. You oh know yeah, I mean? you I gotta like, rush it. You know what I mean. I, and I was sometimes like, I, can't, I, can't, I just gotta go. Yeah. So I just fucking walked over here, and you gotta make and, uh, it right. Yeah. And I kind of got to poop now. So uh, well, hey, fuck, we can bro. take another break. <laughs> no, no, no. We're good. We're good. Anyways, uh, fucking Aaron. really. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Aaron. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, long story, long shorter story long. than very long. Yeah. Um. So that ba- that lineup left, and then I started writing the third album, just me and Ricky. Gotcha. For From Under the Willow. And I actually have probably like 16 songs that are borderline, I guess some people would call them like borderline completed. Mm. Um, But I don't know. I think that me and Ricky got into such a system 
that it was like, okay, this happens now. And then we do this and then we do this. And like, I felt like we were kind of like losing the, like the art, the vibey creative side of things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just like, we were doing things, just what was supposed to happen next. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think a lot of, so from under the willow started off like that EP started off with being like, I think, I think from under the willow kind of got known for like, what the fuck are they going to say next? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it was very like outlandish, gotcha. very like in your face yeah. lyricism and just chaos, but it didn't start out that way. It started out very thoughtful, like very, very like uh optimistic, like mm-hmm. uplifting posi core okay. type music. But then I don't, I don't know if it was Ricky or what happened in the process, but it started turning into songs about loving women to songs about, get the fuck away from me mm. type shit and like i don't know um but yeah i think i just got caught in a cycle and it wasn't what i really was intending to do gotcha with the third album so i told ricky i was just like dude i don't know i think i'm just gonna like go sit with frankie and see if i can't make it what i need to make it gotcha. and i sat with frankie for like three four weeks with that album yeah reworking it we changed so many of the tempos we yeah. took away like from under the willow had like three time signatures in a song you know and like four tempos and so we we took all that away switched stuff to four four Mm. switched stuff to like the whole song is this tempo gotcha um and it definitely i think made it closer to what i needed but it just Mm. wasn't what i was hearing out of everything like it was still metal and i like for some reason wasn't hearing like metal core in my head i was like hearing more post-hardcore and like okay i don't know so literally right as I'm like sitting there frustrated, dead ass, just like, yeah, I'm probably just going to stop mm. doing this altogether. Like, I just don't even want to do it anymore. And this was, this was probably 2018. Gotcha. I think. Okay. Ish. But I'm, I remember sitting in my basement, like having the conscious decision that I'm going to stop doing music. Yeah. And I fucking open up Instagram and all of a sudden I see Aaron Gillespie's post that says, Hey, so I'm going to start producing bands. Send me a song. Yeah. And I sent him a song. I sent him what ended up being the only sing- single that we were releasing from the new From Under the Willow stuff, which was Horaeth. Okay. Which was the last song that we did. Um, But yeah, I sent him that song. And like five minutes later, he shot me a message back. Yeah. Which I didn't expect. Right. Right. And he was just like, dude, I love your voice. I'm yeah. Not super into your music. I was yeah. just like. I think I'm supposed to feel good about that. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, One of those weird compliments. Dude, like, literally, he's just like, what's your phone number? Yeah. I'm like, huh? Shit. You know, yeah, here's my right, phone right. number. And he just called me right away. He's yeah. like, so what do you want to do? Right. I'm like, uh, I'd like to gather my thoughts before I speak to you. Yeah, right. Like, you I'm, I'm I mean? about to quit music. Yeah, but it's just yeah, like, uh, well, I was like, I got, like, almost $10,000 invested in this album already. Yeah. And it's not where I want it to be. Yeah. And, uh realistically i'd like to finish this album and have my third full length yeah and uh yeah i don't know i think he was like kind of game with it but not really he just Mm. like told me he was he's like yeah we'll figure it out type thing yeah yeah um and we kept trying to rework the songs it just wasn't working and all that stuff happened with albuquerque and then right 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 rescheduling to the point where we were four weeks before he was scheduled to come here, mm-hmm. fly here. Um, I got into another like fuck it mode. Mm-hmm. Like it just wasn't working. Everything that I was trying to write was not coming out how I wanted it to come out. Um, 
it was still metalcore. Um, not that I like hate on it. It's just not what I wanted to do anymore. Right, right, right. And I told him, I was just like, yo, I'm, I texted him the one day. I was like, dude, I'm freaking out. Like we're down to the wire now. And like, if I'm going to do an album with you, I want it to matter. You know what I mean? Like I want it to matter to me. Yeah. And like, this doesn't matter to me what's in front of me. And he called me. He's just like, why are you freaking out? Yeah. He's like, me and you are working on it. We're like, it's going to be good. I'm like, yeah, but the roots that we're starting with are just too far off of where I need to be. He's just like, why don't you just stop using those songs? Yeah. I'm like, it's not that fucking easy, dude. Like I've got time and money invested right. in these songs. I want to finish them. He's just like, dude, but if you holding on to those songs, it's what's stopping you from thinking you're going to have a product yeah, right. that you want to do with me. Over. Then just start over. That's a lot. Four man. weeks before yeah. he's coming. <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, dude, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. He's like, dude, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know, wallowing in my self pity, and yeah. maybe I'll ride my bicycle. He's like, yeah. all right, go ride your bike. Yeah, come home and write write a song or yeah. write a part. Right, I don't right. care. So he got me to like every morning, just wake up and write, mm-hmm. whether it was a whole song, whether it was a part, whether it was literally one line, didn't matter. So in that four weeks, I actually compiled almost 35 songs. No shit. With me and Frankie, so like yeah. I would sit in my room and write. Right. And then in the evening, I would take that idea to Frankie and we would kind of like get a rough structure of an actual yeah. song out of that idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Aaron came and it was like the quickest painless blip of recording an album I've ever been in That's my life. Idea. Like, so the atrium way is like, yeah, get everything. You spend like a couple of days getting everything together, like get the game plan together yeah, and then. Right, right. Let's track all the guitars yeah. and then we'll track all the bass. And yeah. then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but the way we did it for the Dead Wolf album was like, all right, what song are we going to do today? Gotcha. Let's do the whole song. Gotcha. And finish it. Yeah. And then we're not going to listen to it ever. Okay. Once it's done, it's done. Oh, no shit. And uh, that's an interesting approach. Yeah. And especially for somebody who's like really OCD. Yeah. Um, that's a lot. That's giving up a lot of fucking. Oh, yeah. Control and shit. Yeah. Because for me, like, my OCD to me is a is a tool yeah. in music because I can listen to something and I can constantly pick out something that needs to change. Right. But for me to just do a song and, and then not even... Let it be. Like, literally, he he would tell Frankie, be like, you do not give him this fucking song. Yeah. He's going to ask you. Yeah. You do not give it to him. Damn. Because we have another that's song to do tomorrow. That's an interesting way to... Yeah. Now, when you were done recording everything, did you then go back and, like... The, right before he left, we sat down and listened to the whole yeah. album. And it sounded perfect. Yeah. Like, and and nothing ever sounded like, didn't matter how many times I would fix something in Grant and Carson's studio or with yeah. Ricky, nothing ever sounded like, I don't want to say perfect, but I yeah. was extremely content right. with what I was like listening to. I was just like, yeah, nothing really needs to change here. Right, right, right. Um, That's wild. So that was great. I mean, 14 days. I think we did, so three days into the studio, I lost my voice from hay fever, oh. which sucked. So... What we were doing is we were tracking all the songs and then Aaron would literally go in and do all my vocal parts just as placekeepers yeah. in like the worst way he could possibly do them. Like it was, <laughs> if I'm sure Frankie has those recordings somewhere, like he would blatantly like be making fun of me yeah. while he's like singing the parts. It's hilarious. Um, but then we went down to Matt Squire's studio in right, right outside of DC, okay. I guess. Um, do you know Matt? Mm-mm. So he's like, uh, he did the last Under Earth record. Okay. Um, and like back, I don't know if you were into like emo shit back yeah, in the for day, sure. but like 100%. 303. Yep. 
Uh, he did all that all time low. Yeah. Um, that's cool. A slew of other. I think he did a thrice record. Maybe I was big on all that shit. Oh yeah. And then like he, I think he did Ariana Grande's first record. Dope. And like maybe some. I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong things. Yeah, yeah. Put, look him up been on around. Wiki. He's been around the block. He's got Grammy after Grammy. Yeah. Um. So working in his studio was sick. Yeah. Um. And that's where we got all the drum sounds and cool. we recorded the drums for the whole album. I think it took us. We got there one night recorded normal yeah and got all our samples and then we recorded the rest of the album and like left the studio in time for dinner yeah so that's dope yeah it was it was the quickest most painless album process i've ever been through in my life right and a lot of it was every time i'd be like there's a problem here aaron be like this is rock and roll dude move on you know damn yeah like, dude, like, literally, if you isolate the guitars in that album, there's mistakes everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And, like, you can hear... But it's, like... You can hear us talking organic. in it. No shit. Oh, yeah. And, like, the drums. Huh. Like, Aaron's Aaron's seat, you just hear... No way. But it's, like, it, is it, is it, it, it adds the essence it, to it, it or, it fills, like, would you... It fills the yeah, space. Right. It's, like, the strangest thing. Like, everywhere else where I would have been, like, no, that needs to be cut. Right. It needs to be perfect. Like, oh, there's a little bit of feedback there. Right, cut that. Right. You're, like, over... It all... Yeah, that's interesting. It, it's almost like we did less post-production. Right. Because there was so much just noise right. happening in the album. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm gonna, like, fucking try to take some of these... This conversation and, and implement it into my workflow. Because I definitely, like... I definitely feel you on, like... St- some levels of OCD stuff like I tend to overthink things a lot and like there's definitely a benefit to it I mean I'm still in the you know I'm always learning and and all that other shit I'm not saying I'm like the perfect engineer or whatever but even I'm proud of the work that I do and that we do here and whatnot but some of it is like I get really fucking weird about it no and I think a lot of times like I don't know. I think I think a lot of people underthink the term overthinking. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's like the same thing with like this is gonna be a tangent. <laughs> You're good. It's like the same thing with like the woke culture versus mm. just being awake. Yeah. You know? Like being awake that. to me is a very, very good thing. Yeah. Like being awake is being aware. Yeah, right, right. But being woke is being is 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 like an ego consciousness. Mm. It's like your your ego thinks you're more aware. Got you. Or more awake than like somebody else. And you're like part of a group of people yeah, that are so. better than you for whatever reason. I don't know. Woke culture. It's interesting. Fucking pisses me off. <laughs> just like, dude, I get it. You've, you're thinking and yeah. you're conscious, but like other people are too. Yeah, know? right. <laughs> right. Calm right. down. <laughs> dude, one, one thing that I've, I've always been real curious about though from like a band perspective is like studio time and all that shit. Like you said you went down to DC, you worked with this guy that, you know, is very accomplished and whatnot like how how do you finance like a band like does it like the bandmates all get together and pull money in on it or do you did well, you so have like a lead person that was paying for most of it or like i mean from under the willow was like literally yeah i mean everything kind of was just out of my pocket damn um you pay for all of it pretty much yeah Sheesh. um and uh there was like rare occasions where like the guys were actually involved enough to, to throw in money on a merch yeah. order or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think part of it is always just, I'm too fucking impatient. Mm. It's just like, like back in the, like in the CI realm and like opportunities coming up, Jeremy would be like, Hey, we got this, we got to pay for this. And this is coming up. And I would bring it to the guys and they'd be like, Psh, I don't know how we're going to make this happen. I'd be like, yeah. all right, fuck it. I'll pay for it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, right. 
Um, and then realistically what I was doing was, was procuring a shit ton of fucking debt. Right. You know, but to me it was just all about like, there's an opportunity. Yeah. We're going to go. You right. know what I mean? We'll, right. we'll recover later. Um, which really it was just, I'll recover later. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then also, I mean, if you're the one fronting on the money, you get the reward if it goes fucking well. Well, and that's, that was the, sh- the thought at least. Yeah. And that's, that's shit I probably won't get into. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for Mother the Willow, that wasn't the case. Yeah. You know, okay. especially financially. Gotcha. Um, there was no, no money coming in, no money coming back in. Yeah. And until the separation with the record label. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. So like I actually, you know, yeah, you got, paperwork you my way out of that. Gotcha, gotcha. And, um, it's like, I don't make, I don't like, even now to this day, I mm. get money from, from under the willow, yeah. like through TuneCore yeah, and stuff like stuff. that. Yeah. But while it was on, it's, it's funny because when, we, when the band was active, when we were touring and when we were doing well, yeah, we were doing extremely unwell. Yeah, like we right. didn't, there was not a single penny coming in. Everything went back right. into something else or went back to the label. Right. Um, so I think honestly, with with me going into the studio to do the last album without a band at all, like mm-hmm. no members active at all, yeah, um, and then doing that thing with Aaron, like Dead Wolf. When Dead Wolf started, there was no members. Gotcha. It was just literally a solo project. Yeah. Um, and even like writing wise, there's still it's just me. Gotcha. Just because I don't know, like, uh, Dead Wolf is like a very, in a form, it's like an alter ego of my myself okay. i guess it's like to me dead wolf is the diaries of wes like it's okay. it's the shit that i think but don't right want to sit here and talk to you about because gotcha. like they're not it's not i don't want to sit here and talk to you about killing myself i don't want to sit here and talk to you about like yeah. depression yeah i want to sit here and talk to people about like good things and like i don't but know you still want to get that shit out but yeah like you i still need that through. outlet and yeah. for me dead wolf is really <clears> just <throat> a series of songs that i probably didn't ever really want to show anybody interesting but it was also like essential for me to write them. Right. And the feeling of, you know, putting that out is, I'd imagine, somewhat. Oh, dude. I mean, I think it was extremely healing. It's, it's uh, I don't know. sounds healthy. Yeah. So, you know? I don't know. I mean, this band dynamic is not very bandy. Mm. But I also think a lot of band dynamics are not nearly as bandy as people yeah. view them to be. Gotcha. You know, we all kind of like paint a picture of what we think things are. Yeah. I, I was I, I'm t- talking to, uh, name is Nyby. We, we've been working on some projects lately and, and she um she's a vocalist that um was just, we were talking about this and it was, i found it really fascinating she was like i started thinking more or less of bands not as like bands but as like collaboratives or like a collective and that way then you don't have to like be so rigid about people coming and going or whatever it's just like this is the project and then you have like alternating members mm-hmm. and, and all that other stuff but as long as like the vision or whatever still stays true. I guess it doesn't ultimately matter. Like who is the people that are like mm-hmm. pushing that together, you know? No. And I think that's like, especially in the Lancaster metalcore scene specifically, I think that was really hard to combat just kind of like the image of like, yeah. All right. Well, like I'm the guitarist, so I need to write all the guitar parts. And right. Right. I'm right. this and I need to do this. Right. And if I don't do this, then what's the point of me being here type right, thing. Right. And I think all of that's kind of like it's all ego shit. It, I mean, it is, but I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I have a band talking to me right now out in Las Vegas that that is interested in having me come, or I should say, I was talking to a band until they told me that they don't want me to write my lyrics, and then that I'm just I disconnected hmm. because 
I'm they not. Want, wait, I'm not they, a vocalist. Yeah. Simply, I'm. I'm. I'm You're also a like a lyricist. You know yeah. what I mean, and a writer. So they wanted to write lyrics for you. Yeah, and it's gotcha. just like I, that's not my game. You know yeah. what I mean. I'm not a politician. I, gotcha. If I do something, it needs to be me. Right. Um. And I guess maybe that's ego, a little bit. Yeah, but it's, but it's also, also just I mean, what I feel. It's hard when people get in the the ego space with that kind of shit because it's like if it's a good thing. Yeah, and even if it is like an ego related thing, though, mm-hmm. it's still hard to be like, oh, you know, you gotta quit doing your ego or whatever. Yeah. Well, and I think that's I mean. funny too because if you really root, so like if you root the word ego, so like I think people use ego in yeah. a very negative manner, which yeah. it really yeah, isn't, yeah, yeah. you know, because like, so like being egocentric, mm. people are like, oh, this is this good dude's egocentric. Mm. Well, realistically, that word in itself is <laughs> it's a heavy compliment. Mm. Like being egotistical, mm. I can see how that's like looked at in in a negative manner. But the word ego, if you root it back to its dialect, is mind's eye. Mm. So somebody who's egocentric is somebody who's centered on their mind's eye. So they really know their purpose in the moment. Yeah, I see that. Um but a lot of people take that negatively. Right, right, right. Because a lot of people who are egocentric are very pushy because they know right, what they want. Right. Um, and I think I've definitely been that character in many oh, yeah. cases, you know, yeah. um, and probably procured plenty of hate for it, you know. But, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If you know it's, what you want. If you know what you want. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and spend 45 minutes. Like, if you're in the way of me getting something I want, I'm not going to yeah. spend 45 minutes explaining to you right. why... I'm going to go do it regardless of your opinion, you know? Um, yeah. I asked, I, I ask people sometimes like in, input on things on things that I ultimately don't actually want their input on. And it's like, it's like, I'm, I can't think of anything like off the top of my head, but it's like studio related shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. but I'll go out and ask people's opinions on it. But I need to be to respectful. Like, to, <laughs> yeah. To like try to like justify in my mind that I'm like, Oh, I heard outside opinions, mm-hmm. but like, I'm still going to fucking do that. You know what oh, I mean? Dude. And I don't do that with everything. Yeah. But there's definitely some stuff where it's like, like the podcast, man. Like I want to do it. I don't want to do video. Yeah. Like everyone's telling me to do video because it's mean, a better idea, it's I more marketable, probably, all that other shit. Like, because I listen to your podcast actually yeah. when I'm in the gym. Yeah, and uh, if you had a video, I'd I'd watch it every time. I think people would watch it. Yeah, but I, I don't want to. I'm a very visual person though, <laughs> yeah. so I can. Yeah, like I, I'll listen to your podcast while I'm like running or riding my bike Hell or whatever yeah, in the bike uh, in in the gym. Yeah, but then I'll like find myself like watching some dude that's on roids you know yeah. what i mean and then i'm like oh fuck i just missed the last you know three minutes of the podcast and i <laughs> yeah, click yeah. back click oh, back shit. click back but if it's it, visual yeah I, right, I probably right. won't ever do that right you know what i mean i'd stay tuned in a little bit there, heavier. there's there's like a lot of benefits the, the only real negative is like i people can tell when you're hungover <laughs> no <laughs> yeah no like oh dude yeah i mean all the there's it'd be, yeah, there'd be a lot have, of weird you shit to, you have to wear stuff from the waist down yeah you know? right <laughs> But, yeah, I'm, for the listeners out there, I'm not wearing any pants. No, <laughs> um, no uh, if, like, Neither I wanted to look. Yeah, dude, the mannequin gets talked about so much. I've never really, like, there's no pictures no of pants. it or anything. No, yeah, that mannequin does not have any pants on. Um, I'd want it to look, like, extremely professional and really, really nice, which means I'd need to get do, like, a really expensive, most likely, like, three-camera setup. And yeah, where you get... Yeah, one, like a one, one for one. Both. Yeah, and then yeah. A whatever. I mean, I see it. You gotta go. Gotta, yeah, it's gotta be right. It's gotta be real good. And I like. I can't in my like. I don't make any money directly off the podcast. I have done ads and stuff in the past, and mm-hmm. like, 
it got into this weird space where like i get a decent amount of listens but i don't get enough to like do whatever i want with ads if that makes sense like mm-hmm. like companies will be like you gotta maybe not say fuck so much because yeah, you that. don't you know what i mean i'm like <laughs> fuck you you know what i mean yeah, come on. i make money like kind of indirectly from the podcast and some other shit that we could talk about off mic or whatever but um i can't justify spending a ton of money on the podcast mm-hmm. like because i know that it's like if i do I'm, I'm struggling with it you can obviously tell you know what i mean like i think it'd be cool to have video to have it on like youtube and and, and all that stuff because it'd be another platform expanding your work yeah, that goes right, into each right. episode but then i gotta learn how to do fucking video editing and shit and i have to get really good at it because i'm not going to pay somebody else to do it mm-hmm. because again I'm, I'm not, there's no that that would just be losing money off of it like the studio i outsource stuff all the time because i can justify it so you know the little pay for itself or whatever you know yeah but the podcast is fucking, i don't know this is boring podcast material nobody <laughs> nobody wants to hear the internal struggle let's hear let's let's fucking... have a podcast about podcasting yeah yeah i'm I sure there's plenty once. of podcasters that would listen to a podcast about podcasting yeah for sure i think i did a one of those i had a pot yeah i had a podcast podcastception yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah i did that with some guys that had a podcast years ago i, I was the other day i was listening to the one because i was I like listen to some of the episodes like kind of as they come out. Oh, cool! And then I also like pick out people that I know. Yeah, yeah. But I just like went back to the beginning the other day. Yeah, because uh, old old ones. Because I was bro- like, because I'll go from listening to podcasts yeah. to like I do audiobooks Yeah, yeah. In the gym a lot. Like oh, yeah. I'm reading some a Jordan Peterson book right now. Shout out, um, Jordan Peterson. But I was just like broke as shit, and I couldn't mm-hmm. afford another audiobook. So I was yeah. like, you know, what? let's just start at the beginning. Hell yeah! I think I like got. To, I was in the episode with you and Lindsay where like the oh, like the, the Spanish voices me. were coming <laughs> in and shit and oh, yeah, you guys dude. were like trying to hone in the ghost and shit. I was like, oh man, I want to, I want to be there for that. That was that a fun, fun one, man. Dude. Yeah. Like everything before I think like episode like 30 or something like that sounds like absolute dog shit. Cause I was recording like, it. Wise? Yeah. I was recording it on uh see, I don't think I noticed the little zoom thing, which has like really, really bad preamps. Um, see, and that's a, that's a thing too that I think is really interesting about, just audio production in general. Yeah. Like, I'm articulate as shit, like I said earlier. I didn't mm-hmm. fucking notice. Really? Because, and, and like, don't it's take this the wrong way, but yeah. it's not my thing, so I don't care. Yeah, yeah. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, Like, you hear, you're like, fuck. Yeah. That sounds like shit. Yeah. But I'm just like, yeah, this is a great conversation. Oh, well, good. thanks, you man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's that was eye-opening for me, too, and that's something that, that Aaron really helped me realize is, like, he's like, dude, like people don't care. Yeah, most people don't fucking yeah, listen to like music. You can, like you can color outside of the lines. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like when your kid does a thing and he's coloring outside of the lines, you don't fucking judge him for it. Yeah, right, you're just like, right. oh, he's you know, this is good, good yeah. content. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, I guess I I I get stuck in that a lot. Like normal people don't fucking listen to music. Like people that are involved with music listen to music, man. Which is like normal people, <laughs> unfortunately, are like everybody you know it's, yeah and i know it's you know what fucks me up too a lot is like you go to like a real cool studio and somebody's got some like really dope vintage microphone and they're got it coming in this like old fucking neve preamp and all oh, whatever yeah, whatever dude. and then like it goes down the funnel it goes down the funnel and then like somebody's listening to it on like their iphone speakers yeah oh yeah but you can tell the difference man i swear i mean you, i feel like <laughs> but also i don't know anymore man i feel like Within a scale, you can tell the difference for everybody's shit. Yeah. But, like, lessen that scale massively. And, like, yeah. when you're working on your own material, yeah, it's, like, tenfold. Yeah. It's, like, everything's through a megaphone. Yeah. You know, just blasting in your ear when it's your own stuff. Because right. 
And I think a lot of that too is, is we get like, like a, a preconcept in our head of what something's supposed to sound like before it's ever put True. down. Yeah. You know I, mean? I mean, like if I'm going to like write like an instrumental or like I'm making a beat, like a hip hop beat or something like that, the most part I'll have like an idea in my mind of like mm-hmm. how, like, I'd like to think of it as like writing down like notes. Mm-hmm. Like I'll sit down and like make like, like I guess you'd call it pre-production. Like I'll have an idea for this part or whatever. But it, like I can hear what I think it sounds like in my mind already. Whereas someone else that's like, if I were to listen to a song I had no part in, I'd be, I would just be like consuming it for, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like for what it really is. Rather and I'm than, I'm bad at that Predisposed, too. you know. Like I'll listen to a song that I'm not involved in. And I'm like, got to get involved. Yeah, this is this has to change. <laughs> oh shit, we need to yeah. do this. You yeah, know what I mean, and honestly, that's I think that's how a lot of the studio started. Mm. Is because I was literally just sitting in Frankie's barn smoking. Yeah, I'm just like, why don't you guys do this? Yeah, right, right. And I don't know. Probably most of my ideas were thrown out for the seed stuff. Yeah, but I think a lot of a lot of collaboration happened on the Stonewall. That's album. awesome, man. And dude, I I still to this day. I would love, I would love to to get a remix and remaster of that album mm. because I think that album's just fucking, and literally it doesn't matter that me and Frankie worked on it. Like that is a good, like the content of those songs is yeah. so good, yeah, yeah, and so real. I think I have, um, a copy of it in a CD in this. Dude, I remember, thing. I remember arguing with the band for like four weeks about adding the U in colors. Really? Oh my god, yeah. Did you do it or not? I don't they, remember. They did, yeah. They did. I didn't it's a white it. booklet, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I used to... I have, like, all these, like... I was like, dude, we're in America. Spell CDs. colors with an O. Ugh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. But they did it, dude, and it's, it's still... It's great. You know, album it doesn't slaps. It doesn't affect the album, <laughs> believe it or not, but... I think we've had some some cool conversations. There's a lot of stuff a lot that of I still would like to talk to you about, but unfortunately, I do have to. That's oh, fine. Got some guy coming in here soon. I'll be around. Um, you're more than welcome to come back whenever you want to, dude. Yeah, um, we should. Um, we should we do, should like do a, some stuff together, like a me, Frankie, Caleb episode. Mm, yeah, we've all collectively been on individually now, so yeah. So yeah, we can. Uh, I'm down. Got to bring your own mics. Yeah, we'll bring our own Just mics. Kidding. I got. I need more XLR cables. I have like. Uh, I think I have two. SM7Bs. Mm. You know what's crazy is these 57s should not sound how they sound. I, th- I figured you were using a 7B, honestly. Dude, I have this like, I'll show it to you, but I have this like really weird workflow on mixing these to make them not sound like absolute dog shit. Yeah, I mean, they sound like standard <clears throat> podcast mic. I know. And they're like 50 bucks. <laughs> but dude, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, leave the people with anything so yeah uh i don't know what song i'm gonna give you i might just give you one from the album i might if if they've heard it already then they know that there's a pre-production song i'm gonna give you that's gonna be a single hopefully that's gonna come out here that's like and when i show you the song you'll understand that dead wolf isn't really as much of a band as people think it is because this song is straight like kind of like i'm excited to hear it you know what i mean um but if that doesn't get on here then you didn't hear nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, deadwolf.co, like D-E-A-D-W-U-L-F dot C-O is the website. Um, I think we have some merch coming back into stock in like a week or so if anybody's interested in t-shirts and stuff and Word. whatnot. We got like doob tubes, you know, if you need a place to keep your joint Fuck yeah, for dude. the party goer. Um, yeah, and then my other brand is uh, cyclepath.co. Um, if you like motorcycle, two wheel stuff, um, 
there's going to be an event in Ben Salem, PA, outside of Philly on June 5th, if this comes out before then. Yeah, I'll make sure to put it out um, before June 5th. But yeah, so I'm just hoping hoping I can keep ripping content out for Dead Wolf. Don't know how. I don't really do the whole like musician constant writing thing, so if I feel like I need to sit down and write, I sit down and write. So yeah. I got one song cooking right now. So maybe you'll get that, maybe not. But yeah, deadwolf.co, um, psychopath.co. Uh, I don't know, man. Just, yeah. Make shit, feed your community, you know, eat good food, stay healthy. <laughs>